0: you know, if I could make $20 million for somebody else, right? With $6 million dollars in yes. profit, I, I mean, what if I made 200,000 for myself? Could, mm-hmm. could I figure it out from there? Or what mm-hmm. if I did 2 million, mm-hmm. right? And so it was that point where I, I decided that I needed to bet on myself,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: I was employee number two. It wasn't like it was something that was well established. We had to figure everything out and we went up to 275 employees. So mm-hmm. you mean to tell me that if I spent the same amount of time or more mm-hmm. working on something that I was passionate about, I couldn't figure it out on my own? It's finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Funny story. Jerem and I were just trying to work out where we're going to put this we don't know. He's quite an eclectic, multi-dimensional, multi-level person who's got the capacity to serve us, fill us up and um, really add to our lives on both angles. So you may be listening to this on Do It With Dan. You may be listening to this on Beyond Success. If you're not subscribed to both, what's going on with your life? Please do take care of that and give us a rating and review. I'm actually... Future pacing us now to a point in the future where you've actually listened to this podcast. You're like, oh my God, this is so yummy. You've literally gone and gobbled up all of his things. And then you've said, oh my God, I need to give like a five star rating. And you can do that while you listen. So why don't you join me in the future and take care of that now? Okay, I'm done with that. Why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Let them know who you are and what you do. Yeah, Dan, thank
0: you for having (laughs) me first off. Um, I'm Jerome, I'm a corporate America dropout. I had the good fortune of building a $20 million division for Fortune 550. My reward for that was laying folks off two years in a row. Mm. The first year I did it, I said, I'll never do this again. Mm-hmm. The second time I did it, I jumped out and I pulled the parachute and mm-hmm. thought I was going to have a soft landing. It wasn't <laughs> as soft as I hoped it would be, but <laughs> we jumped out and we started this entrepreneurial journey. And so, mm-hmm. over the past few years, we've built a multi million dollar real estate portfolio and mm-hmm. helping other people exit the matrix. Right? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. Commented on this shirt earlier. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we we do believe that people should take the red pill and so. Mm-hmm. We've (laughs) developed a framework, a methodology, an approach to life around Mm -hmm. taking the red pill and Mm -hmm. just allowing people to hone in their self-image and get really clear about who they are, create mutually beneficial relationships, do the work that's aligned with their morals and values, have health better than they've ever experienced in the past, have a very abundant and prosperous life, Mm -hmm. and then out of that overflow, Give into the lives of others and mm. the pursuit of significance, and Amazing. so that's my story, man. Amazing. And that's what Amazing. we've been passionate about and working on.
2: For those of you who have been living in um, a box or a, I don't know a bush in the jungle, uh, the Matrix of Red Pill were, of course, referring to the nineteen ninety five. Is it ninety six? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. That's the one. Nineteen ninety nine uh, movie uh, starring uh, Keanu Reeves um carrie Ann Moss, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, all about um The Matrix. Uh, it's a very interesting, very, very, very interesting movie, Worth the Watts are actually making Matrix for right now. And there is a point in the movie when um Thomas Anderson aka Neo, who he played by uh by Keanu Reeves, is offered a choice to either take a blue pill, pretend that everything's a dream and his eyes weren't opened to the truth, or to take a red pill and basically step into the unknown and exit the matrix, find out what the matrix is. And uh, Jerome's wearing a shirt, says I took the red pill and he's encouraging people to do the same. So that's what they're making reference to. I wanna dive into this a little bit because there are people who, I, I doubt that you were making you know, millions of dollars for a top flight company and were on minimum wage. You will probably, making those numbers up there. We're not going to dive into that and and, and and nose around, but you were probably being very well compensated. And yet for people that you probably didn't owe anything to, and for the moral stance that you took on showing up, how you're showing up in the world, you were prepared to walk away from that. How did your wife take it? <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> was she on board with it? Because I know my wife's pretty ruthless. She'd have been like, nope, we're not, we're not giving this up. Like there were there were probably stakeholders in this decision. And I, I'm sure there are listeners who are like, I'd love to do that, but I've got private school to take care of. I've got a college fund, I've got 401k. There were mitigating circumstances here that meant that you could have let go of the moral stance. What had you stay strong in that?
0: Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> this one's fun, right? There, There are a lot of people who are impacted by the choices, especially when you are the primary breadwinner. Mm -hmm. The thing I will say is there is no amount of money that's worth your mental and physical health. Mm. And for me, laying people off was a traumatic experience, Mm. right? Literally, I had the phone call at 430 on Christmas Eve, not 430, 455 on Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. of 2015. Mm -hmm. And it was something like this, hey, Jerome, we've been going back and forth about this for a few weeks, but I've decided we're going to lay them off no, 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 we're not gonna lay him off. What are you, what are you talking about? Like, there's gotta be another option. Mm-hmm. You no, know, This is what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. And we go back and forth for a little bit and Jerome, it's five o'clock now. I'm going to spend the holidays with my family. I'll talk to you next year. Wow. And so from that point until the new year, I had to figure out what we are gonna do. Wow. Right? Because I was tip of the spear. It was my division, it was my P&L. Mm -hmm. they were my employees right Mm -hmm. and so I didn't sleep I didn't eat Mm. in fact I stopped celebrating the holidays for until this last Christmas because I know even though I wasn't the culprit I wasn't the axe person anymore Mm -hmm. there were people around the country and and around the world getting laid off the exact same way that it was happening Mm. and you know you just kind of shrug your shoulders if you're cold enough and say hey you know it's just business right it's not personal Mm -hmm. but you're telling somebody that they have to go find another way to feed themselves. Mm -hmm. So the first time I I got through it, right. And Mm -hmm. we move on. But the next time I'm I'm telling folks, Hey, it's Thanksgiving. Don't spend your, your check on black Friday. We don't know what's going to happen. Just, you know, be a patient, be a student, be -hmm. studious with your money. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I realized that we're going to end up in the same space, I was like, no, Mm -hmm. right. This is wrong. And you know, if I can make $20 million for somebody else, right? With $6 million in profit. I mean, what if I made 200,000 for myself? Could Mm -hmm. could I figure it out from there? Or what Mm -hmm. if I did 2 million? Mm -hmm. Right. And so it was that point where I I decided that I needed to bet on myself. Mm -hmm. Right. I was employee number two. It wasn't like it was something that was well established. We had to figure everything out and we went Mm -hmm. up to 175 employees. So -hmm. you mean to tell me that if I spent the same amount of time or more, Mm -hmm. working on something that I was passionate about, I couldn't figure it out on my own.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, so now you don't have confidence or support for me. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so what does that really say about your belief in me? Is it that you believe in me or you only believe in me within this frame? Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe in me totally, then are we in the right situation? Mm -hmm. And for me, the answer is gonna be no. Right. If you don't believe in me completely and my ability to perform and deliver, if you if you don't know deep down inside that I'm an earner and that Mm. we can figure it out or that we may be uncomfortable for a little while, but for a greater good for my health, if Mm. nothing else, then what are we actually doing?
1: Mm.
0: And so I had had that conversation before because I wanted to get into mergers and acquisitions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was asked, I asked, "Hey, do you, would you be willing to carry the load while I go back to law school so that I can make this career transition?" And mm-hmm. the answer was no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right to your point, but then there actually comes a point where the want becomes a need. Mm. And when the want becomes a need, it's going to be satisfied whether it's legitimate or illegitimate. The mm-hmm. need will always be satisfied, and it just it's just a matter of who's going to be around and. You know, the part that scares the majority of people
1: Mm -hmm.
0: is that their support system is gonna change. The people that they talk to on a daily basis may be different. Mm. The way that they earn their living may change dramatically. They may not make what they made last year or last month. Right?
1: Hmm.
0: It it may go down. They may have to sell the luxury car. They they may have to downsize the house, Mm -hmm. but How much is your freedom worth? Mm. And once you taste the freedom, (laughs) I can tell you, you'll never go back. (laughs) But as long as you're captive, right? As as long as you're trapped in your matrix, Mm -hmm. as long as you're okay with the blue pill and and living fat, dumb and happy, Mm -hmm. you'll realize you'll never realize what's available to you. Mm. You know, there's the story of the people in um, some concentration camps who were given the option to walk through the door. Mm-hmm. and no idea what was on the other side of the door It could be fire scar. It could be freedom mm-hmm. but they weren't willing to walk through and then mm-hmm. there were those people who were willing to take the chance and walk through them mm-hmm. some of them were shot on the spot mm-hmm. others found their freedom mm-hmm. and the question for you really is you know is this really a life or death situation like mm-hmm. what are you what are you really scared of that you have to go back and get a job if it doesn't work Mm-hmm. Like, what? what is there to lose? Is it, oh, we're never gonna eat again? Like, is mm-hmm. that even a reality? Like, are you financially astute enough to save a mm-hmm. year's worth so you can give it a go?
1: Mm.
0: Are you bold enough and brave enough to do whatever it takes for however long it takes until you get the result that you desire? Mm. And, you know, bringing in full circle, one of my other favorite movies is the pursuit of happiness Mm -hmm. and my, the scene that made me cry. And this was before I was married, made me cry was when the main character Mm -hmm. was in the bathroom with his wife, brushing his teeth. Mm -hmm. And he tells her that he's going to be a stockbroker. And her response was, well, why don't you just go be an astronaut? And what I found, Uh, I remember that one Mm -hmm. on my journey, was helping people walk is that most folks don't actually have the support system at home that they think they do. Mm -hmm. They don't, it's only supportive within the small frame of this is what we've always done. Mm -hmm. And the moment that they step out of line, they get smacked back into place. Mm. But what if that wasn't the construct anymore? Mm. What, if, what if you could actually exit the matrix and join the band of what I call nomads mm-hmm. out here experiencing true freedom, mm. the essence of life?
2: Mm. There's a cheeky smile for those of you who are just listening. There's a cheeky smile going on here because that is true. I mean, I, I love to speak about being in a conducive space to create and much to your point, that home environment is a big part of the space within we are either in a conducive space to create or not and when you are faced with the choice to walk through the door and you're going to have that conversation with the significant other or with a parent or who with with whoever and they are smacking you down and basically saying yeah why don't you go and be an astronaut then there are hard questions that are going to come off the back of that which is what am i prepared to do in order to move towards freedom, even in the face of this construct that I've created through the choice of relationship or physical environment that I'm in. Am I prepared to move beyond that in pursuit of this freedom that I'm seeking to move towards? Everybody's seeking freedom, Mm -hmm. everybody, Mm -hmm.
0: right? They want security, Mm -hmm. but they also want the freedom. Mm. And when you're able to find that freedom, there is nothing that is as valuable as it is.
2: Mm. Like you said, once you've tasted it, then that choice of environment, that choice of relationship, that choice of activity becomes an, a non-point because it is, is this supporting the freedom that I'm moving towards, that freedom that I've tasted or not?
0: Hmm. So it's it's more addictive than the paycheck that most of us are <laughs> addicted to, right? You got to switch the drug, right? It starts out as, mm-hmm. oh, I need that direct deposit to hit every week, every two weeks, on the 1st and the 15th or, mm-hmm. you know, on the 26th of the month or whatever your payday is. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoa. I don't care if I don't make any money this month because I can do whatever I want with the time mm-hmm. that I have. The time is not replenishable. Mm. The moment you're born, you get a step closer, a breath closer to your demise. Mm
2: -hmm. You're
0: going to die. And as much as most people don't like to think about it, it's a cold, hard fact. Mm. Right? And so you can make more money. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You can always make more money. Mm -hmm. If the business doesn't work, you can always go get a job. Mm -hmm. But some of us just like to romanticize and fantasize. Mm-hmm. about what is actually possible instead of waking up and trying to make our dream a reality. Cause mm-hmm. at the end of the day and folks might want to turn this off before they hear me say this, because they'll be responsible after they hear it. <laughs> <laughs> your dreams should be real, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your dreams should be real a thousand percent. And you either agree with me Mm -hmm. Are you upset with me for telling you that because you've accepted that it shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And now you've got to do something different. Mm -hmm. Most people who have been told to be realistic to, to just enjoy the life that they've been put into, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: even though they're not the architect of the dream that they're living. They're not the author of that story. Mm. They're supporting casting everybody else's dream. Mm. They're making everybody wealthy, except Mm -hmm. for themselves. Mm -hmm. They're responsible for all the things that nobody else wants to do. And they're looking at their life and they don't have the fulfillment that they sought. Mm. And it's because they're not being intentional. And that's okay, as long as you're willing to be honest about it. That's it. But as long as you're romanticizing it and saying all of the things in order for you to think in an almost mad or delusional way that you're making progress towards the thing that you desire most. Mm -hmm. You didn't come for this on the podcast today, I understand. (laughs) No,
2: they're listening. Well, listen, our whole thing here is dream with your eyes open. So you're, you're singing from the same hymnal that we're singing from over here. Dream with your eyes open is exactly that. You can sit there and eat cheetos and talk about it or go to work and complain about it or you can get off your butt and be about it
0: it's so simple Mm -hmm. it's a choice Mm -hmm. it's a choice
2: what are some of the reasons that you found i mean now that you're morpheus of sorts right dishing out the red pills (laughs) just like you are today um what do you find are some of the common excuses that people give for why they can't do it? Oh,
0: because I don't want to make my wife or my children suffer. <laughs> right, my that's, husband that's my first children one. suffer. So women are a whole lot more, when they're ready, they're ready. I'm with they you. don't have they don't have the excuse. They, they make the decision <laughs> women, women and they go. It. You, well, you're you're going to deal that with ladies, it.
2: Ladies are getting to it. They
0: get to it and Mm. they're willing to do whatever it takes. Like Mm. they're tenacious about it. In fact, everything that you would hear somebody use as a reason why they shouldn't do it or they can't do it is the reason why the ladies do do it.
2: Wow. Guys, you've been called out. Guys, you've been called out. Sisters are doing it for themselves. The ladies are putting us to shame. They're not coming with the excuses. They're getting it done. Why do you think that is?
0: Because they are more tied to the next generation, right? Ah, of course. So they carry the little person mm-hmm. for the nine months and then they birth them and a lot of them nurse them. And so mm-hmm. they've got this tie and they know that the future has to be better I'm with you. for the new per- little person. I'm we good. just kind of look at them, you know, we play <laughs> and teach them through play and... Yeah. Uh, all more often than not, we bring home the bacon, and mm-hmm. you know we're 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 focused on the stuff outside of the home, mm-hmm. right? But they know
2: what's really that. Going on in terms of it's the not
0: about us, mm-hmm. right? They 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 realize that our day to day is really, in a lot of ways, only there to help advance them to help get them to that next level, mm. and so it becomes a mission to improve their circumstance.
1: Hmm.
2: I never thought of it like that before, but what you're saying makes complete sense. It's the the innate nurturing nature has to look at those incoming threats and be like, we can't sit here doing nothing because that's got to get taken care of. And that's evolutionary psychology, it's hardwired in. 1000%. So the guys, so the guys are out here making excuses (laughs) and they're using the very agent of in the home who's most likely to have that wiring more so than that masculine to actually want to move things forward. Um, What are some of the other excuses that you hear hear from people that you witness from people?
0: I need to make as much money Mm -hmm. from my new thing Mm -hmm. that I do from the thing that I'm doing now Mm -hmm. without me working on it full time Mm -hmm. if you were that good why aren't you making more of the thing you're doing (laughs) so delusion is the underlying thing there And if we go a step further um, and I shouldn't go here but I will not only if you were so good, why aren't you doing there, but why are you spending all of it? Mm -hmm. So there is this thought that we have to consume all that we create, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right? Mm -hmm. You don't. In fact, if you're living well, you won't consume all that you create. And so Mm -hmm. now the number changes, Mm -hmm. right? Because you don't have to make whatever we brag about is our top line Mm -hmm. income, but Mm -hmm. you still haven't taken out taxes and all of Mm -hmm. the other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Let's get down to the number you actually live off of. Mm And what is that number? And hopefully it's a lot less than what that top line number is and how hard would it be for you to create that?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, the other thing is I don't really know how to create money outside of my Mm W-2, right? I don't know how to, my day job, I don't know how to create money that way. (laughs) We always come back to, you know, my family. I I don't want to suffer or I don't want to sell the house or I don't want to get rid of the extra car. Or, I mean, you can write any excuse will do if you don't want to, any Mm -hmm. excuse, right? Any excuse, oh, I got to pay for private school. Well, are your kids going to die if they go to public school since you're paying taxes for that?
2: (laughs) I I, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe they'll even appreciate the private school if they do a, a year and a half in a public school. What if What if they figured out how to get a scholarship?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we, we create this box mm-hmm. so that life has to be the way that it is. Mm-hmm. And we can't do anything different than what we've done. Mm. It's not real. Mm. And I guess the last thing I'll say is a lot of folks have... They decide when they're eight or 15 or 20 mm-hmm. or 30, what their life is going to be. Mm-hmm. And they never revisit that decision.
1: Hmm. So
0: they're living out as a 45 year old, what they said they wanted to do at eight. Mm-hmm. And they have all these new experiences and they're still trying to fulfill this dream with limited understanding or vision that they had at eight. Mm.
2: And without taking into account the changing world, like that thing that you wanted to do might not even be valid. There may be something else that fancies you tickle a lot harder than that. There may have been influences on that choice that you now have the conscious capacity to actually grow beyond.
0: 1000%.
2: But we are
0: static, we're fixed, and we, we just do the thing, and we work for forty years, and then we retire, and we hope to live for ten after that. And mm-hmm. now we have money, but we don't have any energy, and mm-hmm. our time is limited, and our body isn't in great health
2: because mm-hmm. it's, like it's been burnt out. Because it's been burnt out, giving your life source for that forty years. If you even make it to there, what is it? One in three people are getting some kind of cancer in the US. It's crazy. Before, it's some ridiculous, and Bruce Lipton in biology belief lets us know that that's not even genetic, that's an environmental, what's going on with our thoughts, what's going on with what we're eating, fear. You know, a lot of people right now are consumed by fear. Another one of my teachers, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, in his book, You Are the Placebo, which I actually reviewed again last week. It's like, we are literally creating things in our body based on our fear about what may or may not happen in our body and then saying, I'm sick. I don't know what happened.
0: This ease. Mm-hmm. Got to find that safe and comfortable place. right? Mm-hmm. And it's in your mind. It's inside. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can buy to do it. Mm-hmm. You got to quiet the voices. And mm-hmm. you got to be okay with yourself in the dark. Mm-hmm. With no sound.
1: Mm-hmm. Silence.
0: Just you in the silence. Mm-hmm that's when you find your peace. And Mm. in that peace, you find your health. Mm -hmm. All this other stuff is placebo.
2: You're right. Mm. Hmm. And for you, it was making that leap. It was saying, do you know what? I can't keep giving, chipping away at my soul for someone else's bottom line. I need to go and create my own top line.
0: And in that you create your own bottom line. Mm-hmm. And the buck stops with you, so it's a different level of responsibility at that point, mm-hmm. right? A hundred percent, right? But and this is a big but; it's yours,
2: mm. right? But it's always yours. I think we just have this illusion, or we 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 we've got this illusionary layer of separation between us and our choice because we've we've got the employer, or we've got the stimulus check, or whatever that we're passing off the but we're not passed off anything. It still comes back to us, but we've just created this layer that stops us being able to do anything different.
0: So now you just put them in even deeper water, right? (laughs) And I'm just going to rub salt in the wound, brother. Yeah. So you want to go ask somebody else for permission?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You want to go ask your employer? You want to go ask your spouse? You want to go ask your kids? You want to go ask people in government? You want, Mm -hmm. I mean... I let's go to a new movie. Let's go to American Gangster. <laughs> <laughs> when Frank is in the jungle and he's asked who's gonna let you? Yeah. I'm gonna let me. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm gonna let me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't need your permission. Mm. I don't need to ask to go to the bathroom. I don't need to go ask to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening. Mm-hmm that's scary for people, Mm. then that's scary. You mean I have actually have free choice. Mm. And I mean, this even goes to religion, right? Mm. Is there, is there actually free choice or is the illusion of free choice? Like people have to actually decide where they're going to live. And now back to the red pill, Mm -hmm. like you can live in the construct. You can ask for permission. You can feel like nothing's within your control. Mm -hmm. You can feel like you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. or you can sh- make that one decision mm-hmm. and realize that all of these things are up to you mm-hmm. and you can have anything you want. Mm-hmm. You can have heaven on earth mm. if you're willing to pay the price of admission.
2: Which a lot of people aren't because in the, the paying the price of admission means that you're responsible for what happens after that. I can't blame my mom. I can't blame whether it's what's the, what's his name? Um, whoever the president is is or is not and blah 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 and it's because it's republican it's a democrat it's this it's that everyone was kicking their feet off about fauci but still not going to actually take care of the damn health like it's
0: it's, you now.
2: <laughs> it, it's you now it's it's
0: completely you right? mm. back to the mass back to the vaccine i mean you can pick anything mm-hmm. right and you get to choose mm. oh well Is it okay for me to take my mask off now?
2: Mm -hmm. How can they know? Mm -hmm. And there's also the jurisdiction. I mean, we're not gonna get too deep into the politics of interested in Facebook censoring me like so many people, but you know, like I chose where I live, right? I live in Cabo, I live live in Mexico. Um, Yes, there's sensible things going on here but I'm not in Gestapo and a Gestapo regime like Canada, (laughs) like where you can't even leave your own house. And if it did go that way here, guess what? I've set myself up financially and in terms of response, like being response able, able to respond to situations that if they started to get a bit kooky here, I pick up my family and go somewhere else. It's like, nobody's going to come and tell me how to live my life. I'll find a country where they aren't doing that and I'll, up and change my environment to meet the choices that I wanna I wanna make for myself. For me, that just that's a no-brainer. But I've worked, I mean, I've spent a lifetime ensuring that the machines aren't coming to tell me where I'm gonna what I'm gonna be doing. Like I'm floating around on the Nebuchadnezzar, you know, moving through the drain pipes and doing what I want. You know, I'm in Zion, <laughs> you know, that's just and the machines aren't coming, you know.
0: Careful. <laughs> Careful.
2: <laughs> But yeah, but that's, for me, being response able, having response ability is having your life set up so that I don't need to predict the future. Come what may, I'm able to respond to what's going on and still make choices that serve my conscious, the thing that I want to consciously experience and call it my life.
0: The future doesn't matter, right? Mm. It's not here, Mm. nor does the past matter.
2: No, it's done.
0: All you have is right now. Mm. There's no guarantee on the other stuff.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You can put yourself in position. You can put yourself on a trajectory. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. And this is where we get lost, right? In the worry Mm -hmm. or the depression Mm -hmm. because of the thing that happened in the past. The thing that we can't forgive ourselves about, right? Mm -hmm. Or the thing that we're scared may happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I could never make another penny starting today mm-hmm. and i could worry about that for the rest of my life mm-hmm. every day oh man i don't know if money's going to come mm-hmm. i don't think the squirrels or the ants worry about that
2: mm-hmm.
0: they seem to do okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> They don't awesome.
0: i i dude like there's there's so many places we could go in this conversation but i i just have to say it again
2: mm-hmm. like
0: your dreams should be real
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, and
0: we're, we're waiting for something or someone to come save us and tell us it's okay for us to have what we want. Mm. And then if you look at the people who enjoy the best lives, mm-hmm. the, the truly free from a financial standpoint, where if they didn't get up tomorrow and do anything, their money would still come. Mm. Look. They aren't doing the same thing you're doing. And it's easy for you to just say, oh, well, I'm not like them. Mm. Why not? Mm. Why aren't you like them? Oh, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. Most of them didn't either. <laughs> so why can't you have it? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm the wrong skin color. Mm-hmm. Ugh, the man's trying to keep me down. mm mm-hmm. Only the color that matters is green, baby.
2: I, I, wanna, I wanna touch on that, not to cut your flow, cause I can see you're grooving on, but I, I, whenever I get to speak to, whenever I get to speak to African-Americans, I love to touch on this topic because the dynamic is different to what I experienced. I'm black British. I was born in East London in the UK in the eighties. So I missed the skull crushing sixties. No dogs, no blacks, not Irish. I skipped that. Um, and then even in terms of the black experience I had in the UK, I'm from a middle-class family. I didn't grow up in the hood. You know, I wasn't I wasn't eating white rice and honey. That wasn't my situation. Um, and so when witnessing some of the dynamic that I see in the United States of America, it upsets me, but then I pause before commenting because I don't know, I don't know the experience. So for me, like when I look at the socio socio dynamics of of black America, the 60s is when we had the civil rights movement, which means that the people who are running America now were raised by people who for the greater part lived in a country where it was accepted that people of color are not fully human and therefore not entitled to human rights. So like, I see that we're a couple of generations away from true civil neutrality around color. And so I understand that there are, there are primal wounds, there are, there are there's PTSD, there are still parts of America where I put it this way, I canceled my green card after, when I saw what came out of the, the, the George Floyd stuff and all of the things, I cancelled green card because I'm like, I, I don't really feel safe. <laughs> like women are getting shot in their car doing nothing. Like I seen, I saw one guy got shot in the back by police when he was trying to stop people He was trying to help a situation. So I see that when people of color in the US do say I'm the wrong color, I get where that's coming from, but how can we start a dialogue that actually helps people to see that holding that narrative isn't getting anybody anywhere? I'm not talking about disregarding social inequality. I'm not talking about forgetting, but I'm talking about recognizing that pondering on the past isn't moving anything forward like how do you even start that conversation with people because i see you're not you're not you're not lying down with that you're not i can't see a man in front of me that's like that's buying into that narrative but but how do we have that conversation
0: how do you have that conversation
2: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) he just laughs at me (laughs) he just laughs at me
0: so back to any excuse to do when you don't want to Mm -hmm. That's like somebody who said, I'm getting ready to graduate high school and I don't know how to read. Mm -hmm. Are are you going to learn how to read? (laughs) (laughs) Like, at what point is it no longer somebody else's responsibility? Mm -hmm. You know, I recently had Matt on my podcast and he said, there's a seat at the table for you. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is walk up to the table and take it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This whole concept that, you know, we don't belong, that we're this, we're that, it's not real. Like, if you actually dig into the history,
1: mm-hmm.
0: after the whatever document it was, right? And I mm-hmm. don't pretend to be a history buff. Mm-hmm. There were African Americans, freed slaves, freemen mm-hmm. in Congress, mm-hmm. leading cities, doing mm-hmm. da da da, all these things, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you really dig into it and you search and seek. Mm-hmm. And then when Jim Crow happened, there were steps back, mm-hmm. right? But there's there's been an African-American president. There's African-American mm-hmm. billionaires. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I get it. They're an exception to the rule.
2: Mm-hmm. Or are they? Well, are they dem- or are they demonstrating that the rule book that we've been reading from is bullshit? Listen... Mm -hmm. Are they actually the exception to the rule? That's what I'm saying. Like, is this rule, (laughs) is it from a book that doesn't even exist? Like, is this rule book? I mean, look, I found out about Tulsa, for example, for the first time a year ago. Uh, A woman, I was meant to speak at an event last year, got cancer because of COVID. We may be this year, maybe next year. And she sent me a book about, I'd never heard about the Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't heard of that. So I get that there are real things, but is that an exception to the rule? Or is that just a narrative from which we're pulling a whole book and saying, this is the rule book, like what?
0: So it's, and this is an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. We, we put the most energy into the exceptions to the rule. Mm. You know, we talk about 30 to 50 murders across a country with <laughs> how many millions of people
2: in it? 120, 110, 120 million. It's 300 something million. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of millions. (laughs) (laughs) We talk about 30 to
0: 50 murders Mm -hmm. and they were murders. Mm -hmm. I I agree with that. Right. Mm -hmm. What about all the interactions that go well? Mm -hmm. Right. Just on a grand scale, Mm -hmm. right? If you dig into the data, how many unarmed people of other races are being murdered? Mm -hmm. Even though they're a larger percentage of the population, Mm -hmm. The stick count is greater, Mm -hmm. right? And so, but there's this desire to be offended about things. Mm. There's this desire to demonstrate that things aren't the same. Mm. So what? Like at the (laughs) end of the day, (laughs) nobody's going to make it better for you if that's what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. and. I'll take it a step further because it irritates the life out of me. Right. Mm -hmm. There have been more people outside of my race Mm -hmm. who have been excited and interested in helping me Mm -hmm. to change my status in life Mm -hmm. than the people within. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I don't know people who have capacity. Mm -hmm. It's people outside of where I was saw my value mm-hmm. and wanted to help me utilize it to make a world a better place mm-hmm. while others just wanted to sit by and watch mm-hmm. because they weren't opening the door. And so this is my game, Dan. My, mm-hmm. my game is to open the side door if people feel like they can't walk through the front mm-hmm. and let everybody sneak in the club so they can get a peek. <laughs> at what's going on.
2: Come and see what freedom looks like. Come and see like, what it looks like.
0: Come, come on, like, green come, come on, like, what are you mm. doing?
2: Mm. And you know what happens? What's happening?
0: They don't want to walk in. Wow. Because it's more comfortable to sit Making in the bleachers and point excuses. at the people on the yeah. field and talk about how they suck, right? Mm-hmm. You but suck, not you're trying. not good, you miss that plat. Like I played football for a long time. You miss that pass, you mm-hmm. miss that block, you miss that tackle. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in the bleachers, eating popcorn mm. and chewing on pizza and trying to talk to girls. Mm-hmm. You didn't go to practice. Mm-hmm. You didn't you, do any of in the summer workouts. Mm-hmm. You weren't in the gym. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm out here doing the best I can with all that I have. Mm-hmm. And you're up there watching. It, it's more entertaining mm. to watch than it is to be in the middle of it, to be at war, mm. to be a gladiator. Most people don't want to be gladiators. No, that's what we've been taught.
2: Hmm. We've been taught to watch. It's learn helplessness. And unless the choice comes from within to do something different to that, then that's the book that you're going to keep reading from, saying that is the rule book, and then calling out people like yourself, people that are making it happen, saying they're exceptions to the rule, or he got help up, he got hand up. He did this. He voted Republican. Whatever the story is, yes, sir. Mm. And (laughs) this laugh, this laugh. J Cole,
0: J Cole just released his 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 latest album, Mm -hmm. and he said, "If you're broke, making fun of a millionaire, (laughs) the joke's on you. Mm. Think about it. Mm. It's cool to be poor." Mm -hmm. and make fun of people who sold out Mm -hmm. than to get wealthy and actually be able to have the option to sell out
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh god
0: and (sighs) you know i i don't ever you refer to myself as black right Mm -hmm. because what black has become is it's cool to be stupid Mm-hmm. Right or uneducated. It's cool to be violent. It's cool to be demoralizing to women. Like all of these things are tied to that word. Mm-hmm. And I actually know my heritage. Like I, I know that my people came on a ship from Africa, mm-hmm. Nigeria to V.A.S. Act. Oh wow, In Ghana. You, 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 you got the other. Like, side. You got,
2: oh, you got the you got the genealogy t- track back.
0: I I, I I'm Yoruba. I I know the tribe that my people come from, but I can go even further and I can tell you that I'm a descendant of the Pharaoh Ramses, the third, because I actually know where I come from. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of being black is really tied to the fact that you don't know who you are. Mm. And once you know who you are, it's really easy to decide who you will become. Mm-hmm. But when you're lost, right, the Middle Passage cut so many people off from the thing. Mm-hmm. So they, they couldn't.
2: You said you're British, right? Yeah. That's where you grew up. That's where I grew up. My parents are from Zimbabwe. I'm Nebele, which is from Zulu. So like I know my, I know my, I know my things. It's, it's a different experience.
0: And mm-hmm. you have a different level of conf, confidence and understanding mm-hmm. because you took the time and even if it was forced upon you with your parents mm-hmm. to actually understand and figure out
1: mm.
0: the thing, mm. right? You you come with a different level of certainty
1: mm.
0: because you weren't cut off mm. from the ancestors. Mm. And this is where we get lost. This is exactly where we get lost because it's like, oh, I ain't never had nothing because my great grandfather was a slave mm-hmm. and my, grandfather was a bus driver Mm -hmm. right and then my dad was in the army Mm -hmm. like you keep going down the path but all i know is that we began as slaves
1: Mm.
0: does that make sense like is is that all you've ever been Mm -hmm. or can you actually go back to your lineage your paternal lineage
2: being pharaohs like it just changes the whole way that you experience the world. You can then just start to write your new narrative based on that truth, those new truths of which there is a, there is a dark chapter, but it's not the whole book. Not even close. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. crazy, right? Because for me,
0: my ancestors had slaves. hmm and so for uh, the tables to turn and us experience that mm-hmm. on the other side, mm-hmm. now it's on me, which, one, which, which piece of the story do I enjoy the most? Which piece of the story do I want to perpetuate? Mm. Do I want to be in financial bondage? Mm-hmm. Do I want to be a slave to the W-2?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or, or do I want to feast as Kings did? hmm do I have riches and abundance? Mm. I get to choose that. Because it's, mm. it's all in me, right? It's all mixed up.
1: Mm-hmm. I get
0: to decide what that is. Back mm. to your point about choice.
1: Mm. And
0: not just me. Every single person that hears this episode will get the same opportunity if they choose to explore it.
2: Mm. Hmm. I want to loop this back to today. I want to loop this back into this Dominion over, uh, so I'm doing, I'm going from one of my programs in micro to millions. We're actually going through the book, The Richest Man in Babylon and we're we're going through and we're, we're pulling out lessons. And I do a little micro lesson every week for the guys in the program. And uh, I, from your smile, you know the book, right? So, um, so uh, for those listening, The Richest Man in Babylon is a book by George S. Clayson, which gives a number of parables and stories from ancient Babylon that you can use to develop financial astuity and good financial habits. And there's a whole section of the book that talks about um, how you make money your slave and then you have the, the money that you create being the slave masters of then the gold that that leads to. And that's like, so generation after generation, they're off working for you so that you become a master of generations, a new lineage of little soldiers going out there for you, your own slaves, your gold coins of slaves. So. For people that want to do that, how does that loop into what you're doing now with with real estate and other opportunities that you're empowering people to step into?
0: Everybody needs to have a business that has a subscription model tied to it, period. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a subscription model, then you'll always be chasing the transaction. Mm. For me, that subscription model is people living in housing Mm -hmm. and paying rent on a monthly basis. Mm It's very simple. And I guess the last piece of it for me is the biggest transaction that just about everybody I know ever makes is in some form of real estate. For some people it's their home, for Mm -hmm. others there's multimillion dollar commercial real estate deals, Mm -hmm. but their biggest transactions are always in real estate. Mm -hmm. Well, if that's the way that over 90% of people create their wealth or hold their wealth, why would we not want to be experts in that? because it's sexier to go make an app Mm -hmm. and then raise money against an idea Mm -hmm. and hope that you're one of the very small few that become unicorns so that you can have your exit. Mm -hmm. But over the decade that it takes to do that, you have zero life and no (laughs) experience. (laughs) (laughs) It's not proven, Mm -hmm. right? When you want to talk about exceptions, Mm -hmm. right? You can probably count on less than your fingers and toes how many companies actually do that and they stay sustained, mm. especially with the founder still in place,
1: mm.
0: where they have a meaningful amount of ownership. Mm. So we we teach people how to buy the real estate in a way that allows them to make money, mm-hmm. improve the community, and when you tie those two things together you actually hit the, fourth, the sixth pillar of the red pill, which is significance. Mm-hmm. Your impact should make, a, your investment should make an impact. Mm. There's no reason for you to create prosperity only to hoard it. Mm. You're a vessel. You're mm-hmm. a vessel for good. Everyone that encounters you should become better because of it. Mm-hmm. And the only way that you can actually live that out is to take your abundance and then make the world a better place.
2: Mm.
0: And so that's our mission.
2: Beautiful contribution. Mm. It's been absolutely badass having this conversation with you today. Um, I'm actually noodling. I've got a really, um, good friend, um, who I've been on his podcast. He's going to be on mine too. Um, he's from down in Houston, hilarious guy, but great mind. And we always have great conversations. I don't know if you're on clubhouse yet. If he's not, I need to make it happen. I'd love for us to have some kind of round table. Around some of these topics we discussed today, but um, I'm going to noodle on that and, and hit you up for sure. But for people Exciting. that want to take the <laughs> for people that want to take the red pill, uh, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you and find out more?
0: Yeah, I think the easiest way to do that is to hop over to JeromeMyers.co, mm-hmm. and there you can pick your journey. Right, mm-hmm. we've got multiple options for people, whether it's real estate. Um, we have a development company where we buy multifamily assets and actually own and operate them. And Then we also have an education program. I already talked about that. And then we have Dreamcatchers, which allows people to actually exit the matrix.
2: Amazing, amazing. Well, we'll, we'll make sure we pop that in. Uh, also, a link to your podcast as well. I'm sure people would love to continue hearing your wisdom um, over, the mic, over the over the over the, the the speakers, guys. I think you'll join me in thanking Jerome. Like I said. I didn't even foresee that it was going to be this amazing being on the other side of it, but I knew it was going to be good. Um, Please do rate and review the podcast. Share this with someone who, too, would like to change the color of the pill that they're taking. Um, Share this with someone who could be encouraged to start looking at things differently. Share it, rate and view us, as I said, and hop over to, to Jerome's website, subscribe to the podcast, and do the same. Until next time, guys. We've been saying it today. This is how I sign off. You can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life of contribution and significance. We've added that on the end. Keep dreaming with your eyes open and we'll catch you next time.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Do It With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.